What's up, all you schooling motherfuckers? It's that time of the week again, bitch. It's another episode of old school, new school comedy. And I am your piece of shit host, old school veteran, 27 years in this shit game, Christy Miller. <laughs> and with me is... Uh, is I would consider him uh, a new Jack. He's trying to take my picture now, and he's going to get clocked. <laughs> I was kidding. Uh, he's been in the game about 14 years now, and uh, I really love his style. He, it's refreshing to see someone coming up that actually is kind of original compared to these other new Jack kids. And I really like this guy. And you can see him at all the clubs all over New York City. And uh, give it up for Daniel J. Parafan. Hey. You, <laughs> I didn't mean to get you when on. you were chugging the water. Yeah, for real. Thanks for having <laughs> me on your podcast. Oh, no. Thanks for coming out. No, it's a lot of fun. Is it fun already? I, I'm already having a blast. <laughs> can you not tell? No, I can't. The audience at home listening to this, you obviously can tell I'm having a blast, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, thanks totally. a lot. Yeah, yeah. The crowd goes wild. So tell me, okay, so when you started, what, you started back in what, 2009? Yeah, probably around then. Okay, you don't even remember, do you? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Was that the What made you want to be a comic? I guess I always just wanted to do it. I had an innate feeling. Maybe part of it, looking back now, it's, it's probably all the advertising that stand-up comics get. It's always <laughs> like some schlubby, brown-haired kid. And I'm like, I'm a schlubby, brown-haired kid. <laughs> so maybe that's what it was. So it unconsciously hit me. But I always had an innate feeling that I wanted to do stand-up comedy. I always really wanted to be this. You know, this is the artist I always wanted to be. It's like just... Like, I don't know. I can't explain it. I just kind of always knew. Yeah. And like, that's, that's to me, is a meaning of a true comedian. Like, you just know. Yeah. Like, when I was seven years old... Back in my time, <laughs> when I was your age, we had horses and carriage, and we didn't have electricity. We got the light with a candle. You know, and uh, I watched, uh, which I've told this story before, the San Francisco Big Laugh Off on Showtime, and it was Marsha Warfield. The, the what Red on the what channel? It's called Showtime. No, Showtime. I, uh, what, what was the show? Was the San Francisco Big Laugh Off? Because oh, wow. I grew up in the Bay Area. Okay, nice. And they had a New York Big Laugh Off, a Chicago Big Laugh Off, a Los Angeles Big Laugh off and all that and then they would all all the cities big cities would compete and it was a it was a comedy special and they would pick the, they'd get winners from those from each town and then each uh episode each city had a winner and they'd go up against each other for the semifinals and then the finals so it was like last comic standing kind of the original one but with professional comics oh. good night thank you <laughs> <laughs> so i watched uh marsha warfield the reverend george wallace yeah. at the time he went by reverend george wallace totally. and uh johnny dark and ollie joe prater and i was like oh my god i want to do this i have to do this so just watching that special was enough watching for you. that special really everything yeah okay nice and my mom had comedy albums like we had bill cosby we had cheech and chong we had don rickles yeah. we had all that stuff yeah, you know yeah, the yeah, typicals yeah. in the house and i just got really obsessed with stand-up because i loved laughing i loved seeing people laugh and feeling that energy when an audience laughs yeah you know because i'm a fucking you know scumbag and a like hi pay attention to me and 
so it was that laughing and like seeing specials where they're all in the green room talking like David Brenner and all these guys are talking in a green room back then in the 80s on show, like comedy shows yeah and it was like I want to be a part of that like that whole green room camaraderie telling jokes making oh, people God. laugh really that, did, yeah. that was all you loved that was what I loved wow yeah did you like did you like so you felt more in love with the spirit of being a comic? Yes. Is that what it was? And I, there's nothing... I'm a huge comedy fan. Totally. Huge. Like, I love watching good comics. I yeah. don't care. If you make me laugh, I'm in. I am down with Sounds the cause. And I'm such a fan of it, but I'm such a... Like, I'm such a cunty snob when it comes to my comedy as well. Like, I okay, don't like well, shitty comedy. I yeah. will tell you, you suck. I've told people to quit comedy at Comedy Con. Is that why you get so jacked? Because you, you talk a lot of smack? Because you need to no. pick it up? Oh, no, right, I'm jacked because no. I'm shallow. Oh, no. <laughs> I lived in Los Angeles for 11 years. I'm very shallow. Excuse That's me. Right, no. You know, but... Um, but yeah, it's just, I have such, like, it's my life. Like, I love it now more 27 and a half years in than I did when I started. Yeah. Like, I am so in love with this craft. It's so incredible. And I'm so lucky to be able to do this for a living. That sounds really impressive, just being able to get that in the first place. Yeah. How do you feel? I mean, <laughs> I I don't, I didn't fall, I didn't, admittedly, I I, I cringe at the at the green. I love the green room hang and joke around, mm-hmm. but I hate some of the comics who are in the green room. A hundred, I'm with you. It's like so, yeah. like to me, the romanticized version of the green room is me joking around with two comics while there's three comics dead silent because we hate each other. Yeah, you know, like that's the problem with being in stand up a long time too. Yeah, is a lot of people are di- and you see people at their worst because you see you see sort of insecure. Uh, betas, if you will, yeah. like, which alpha beta bullshit is bullshit, but like you see insecure people uh, get real success in this world yeah. and they become the shittiest people, but I guess that's who they always were in the first place. Exactly. Because it really, like with narcissism, you know, everybody's narcissistic because Absolutely. that's our survival instinct. Yeah, to a degree. You know, and it's, if you have it in check, then you're, you know, then of you're course, fine. Like anything else. But when you watch comics, especially shitty ones or ones that feel like they've been robbed, like I should be on that step. Why does he get in spots? Or how did he get that Netflix special? I'm funnier than him. And they start getting bitter and angry and they have haven't written a new 45 minute set in like 20 years <laughs> and they're still banking on that same 45 oh like they God. don't have to write anymore and it's like i watch it and you know i'm you know i'm 27 years in and the, half these guys i started out with and i'm like dude what are you doing like you know and then and then when covid hit and shutdown hit and we really had to get creative and really figure out what our next move was and a lot of them just fucking crumbled and their narcissism got out of control and they played the victim and the bully at the same time and it's just like and they get nasty and you sit in the green room like you're saying sitting in the green room and then you're like go fuck yourself yeah yeah go yeah. fuck yourself dude get over yourself or just i mean they're 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 so forget the bitter they get all this success and they have everyone kissing their ass mm-hmm. and they expect you to either fall in line with people kissing their ass or to get out of their way yeah there's very little they don't want any headbutting or anything nope especially then, now yeah sorry no 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 don't apologize i want you to talk no, the, okay look especially now because you know now everything is quantifiable before being popular was kind of like an air you it was a little fairer because 
Well, not fair for if you weren't like a white guy. That's it was it was fair for white guys. Well, I I think I know what you're saying. I think it was more of on a on an even playing ground. More even because yeah. we didn't have social media then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, part of it. you know, my idea of an event bride or posting where I was performing was putting flyers on windshields in West Hollywood. Oh my god! Around the comedy store or standing out in front of the Whiskey a Go Go after a, a show let out and handing out flyers to people coming drunk people coming out of watching bands or going hanging out at the Rainbow Bar and Grill and trying to pass flyers out like that was our that was our event bright that was our you know facebook post and so nowadays it's like people think if you have a lot of followers and you don't really have that quantifiable 45 minute set like you're really a comic and then they act like you owe them something like like oh i'm better than you i have a hundred thousand followers well good for you you cocksucker Can you follow <laughs> me? Good. go up after me then so you're the headliner i'll feature go ahead yeah. and i'll bury him and i go follow this you bitches you know like Cher would say Cher would say it like that too yeah she did she did that on her yeah. tour really yeah seriously she would like destroy her like so she was like, uh, no, on her farewell tour back, you know, 100 years ago. Yeah, her first she, she was dressed as a ringmaster, and she's like, I just want to say to Christina Aguilera and Britney Spears and all them, follow this, you bitches. And then the tour, came, then the show started. Oh, that's also a pretty good share. Thank oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm known for share, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, everybody knows it. Yeah, share. yeah. It's like, <laughs> but it's still like. You see, you see it live and in person. It's all very impressive. Yeah, see. thanks. Um. Oh, <laughs> I was up. I, I did it. I auditioned for her, the U.S. tour of the Cher show from Broadway. But I don't think I got I think I was too big for the suit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Here's, I can do a really good Sunny. Do you? Oh, oh. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's do it. Ah! Oh. <laughs> Look out for that tree. No. <laughs> Sunny. <laughs> Yesterday you hit a tree. <laughs> Your daughter's a man. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen my act, have you? No, I guess not. <laughs> Me pretty, oh, I get to host for her. I know. Uh, August 4th and 5th, we're doing... Um, the, a new Are you driving club. there? How are you getting there? Yeah, we're driving. Okay. Are you, you live are in you, the city, right? Yeah. I live in Hell's Kitchen. Okay, good. Yeah, and so does Eric to... Marino. He lives a block away. Okay. I have nowhere to get there. That's why. That's Where do you live? Clear. I live in Brooklyn. Well, if you get to Hell's Kitchen, then drive yeah, with yeah. us. Whatever. Yeah, of course. That's what I mean. Yeah. Okay, otherwise, good. Otherwise, if you get stuck, it's just the train to Newark Penn, and then it's a four-minute drive from there, and we pick you up. But just meet us in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, that's probably the easiest. Yeah, that's the fastest. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah. So now with you started out and you were like, I just, I have to be a part of this. So I really enjoy your joke writing. Thanks. And I really enjoy your style. Thanks. And that's why, like, I, I, I tell people, like, out of all the, the next generation comics that are coming up, I really love Daniel because he's, you just, it's refreshing. And you really have a, dis, like, your point of view is a little off kilter. From like what normally what guys talk about at that time or, yeah, or that yeah. at that stage of your comedy life, and it's just it's fun to watch. Oh, thanks. You know, so I feel part of it. It's just like there's just so few things that everyone knows about. I mean, it's so hard to find topics that people really agree about that isn't like gonna death. I like talking about money because everyone's uncomfortable about money. <laughs> you talk about yeah, I yeah yeah. <laughs> I straight up ask people their salaries, like stuff like that. <laughs> People get really the room gets dead quiet. That's amazing. No, it's just so silly. You know, it's you so dumb. To, yeah, like make something up, dude. Who cares? Totally. Like I used to tell guys at shows at the comedy store that would be in town, like you know, tourists or whatever. Like, dude, next door to the 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 comedy store was the Hyatt 
Regency, the hotel. And then just past that was a saddle ranch. It was a big, like, like country-type bar with a mechanical bowl. And yeah, yeah. it was huge, and all the little Hollywood chicks would mechanical hang out there. Mechanical bowl. Yeah. Wow. And um, What about the cocaine? Bathroom cocaine or not? Bathroom cocaine. Totes. Nice, nice. Totes. And... Um, we would tell guys in the audience, dude, do you want to get laid out here? You're visiting? Go to Saddle Ranch and just tell girls you're a producer. They will suck your dick in the bathroom oh while you God. do a rail of coke off their ass. Serious? Yeah. We would tell, we would hook male tourists up all the time. But then it's like, uh, uh, do people really believe that kind of, like, do they really, how do, I always say this, was the thirst really that bad where people want to get that famous that quickly? And Yeah. Oh, fine. This is now. Remember, this is before the internet. Oh, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it was before TikTok and Instagram and all that shit. That wouldn't. I never heard of that before. Like yeah, there was yeah. no such thing as social media. Those two words weren't even in in our vocabulary, let alone you know what I mean. Like social media was like the library of the mall. You know? Kind of, yeah. Like yeah. like you know, you'd hang out in your Facebook groups at the mall at the table by the hot dog <laughs> on the <a> stick. <laughs> but um. But yeah, it was before social media, so we just tell them, just tell them you're producers, and they'll and those bitches will fall for. It. That's back when like Girls Gone Wild was a big thing. Yeah, were you old enough to remember that? Uh, I know of girls. Yeah. Like, yeah, Girls yeah. Gone Wild. Girls Gone Wild. I'm so showing my age right now. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What's Girls Gone Wild? Fuck you, you Fuck fetus. You. Kill yourself. Yeah, yeah. That is the original. That is the original fucking only horror fans? thing. Yeah. It's the only fans. But yep. I guess. So apparently there was some documentaries that came out that was all like those guys were giant assholes apparently yeah they wouldn't actually pay the girls never they never paid them they so promised fucked up. that's fucked up yeah, yeah. They, so it's like Pornhub not OnlyFans because at least OnlyFans those girls make money yeah okay fair Pornhub yeah, it's like Pornhub. a free click yeah yeah they're like here we're gonna get all the ad revenue and you get and they fuck these girls and they get them naked they'd yeah. get like three four ways yeah, and then they wouldn't pay up system they had actually. yeah it was pretty brilliant yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I thought of it. <laughs> Get the hot young boys. Hey, yeah, you yeah. want to be in a movie? Yeah, let me see your dick. <laughs> yeah, whip off. it out, you fucking cocksucker. It's not weird. Come on. <laughs> it's not you, creepy I, when I touch it. I want to do a sketch where <laughs> I put up a, a sign on the street and it says free hand jobs. And we're just recording guys waiting online. <laughs> the last guy is me not jerking him off, but me putting a box me putting a box around him in my hand uh-huh. to make it seem like I'm jerking him off. Right. But it's not obscene. <laughs> but I want to do it in a way where it's you could do it in the middle of the street and then also not get arrested. You know, it's so hard to both do both. It is hard. Maybe you should just walk around with, like, a curtain, like one of those portable, like, remember the old school um, uh, voting booths where it was just, like, a white curtain and the rods around and they had wheels on them? What am I, old again? The hell? What is that? What are you talking about? The voting booth. The old voting booth you back mean from in the, the day. Yeah, okay. I remember those. Yes. Yeah, they had the, they had the red the yeah, curtain. Yeah, the call chonk, Yeah. No, and it was like a like a white curtains all the way around, and you'd walk into there and you'd vote and come out. Was it the this machine? This is like the eighties. Was it a big gray machine? Was it a big gray machine? No, we just filled out the things. We didn't like, t- and then you turn in the ballots. Oh no no no! For for now they have you voted recently? Yeah, I vote okay. all the time. I vote okay. for anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I I want to stay in my local community and totally. make sure everything is like on point you know i like i like doing that because they call you more they're like hey what do you think about this 
Because you're voting regularly. So yeah. They, yeah, and they they constantly text, and I'm like, I'm yeah, popular. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, sorry. Hey, Karen, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm so smart. Like, you want to get... Phone. Oh, my God. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know who you are. Why am I voting for you? Yeah. <laughs> How much money do you have? <laughs> I want a new car. <laughs> am I going to get a rent reduction for that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. So where, so where do you, like, where you, do you just play the clubs in the city? What do you do? I don't know, all over, I guess, especially when I first started. I mean, there's, if you look at uh, comedy now versus what it was, mm-hmm. there's more judgment on jokes, too, because you're putting your media for an online audience. There's a yeah. whole a group of people. That watch comedy online and they don't come to the clubs. Yeah, they don't pay a dime. Nothing. They're yeah. nothing. And yeah. they don't get shit. You know, they're it's not doing It's our Pornhub. It's for real. It kind of sucks, but it's like also like, I I suggest now, I've been thinking more and more about this. We should have all the videos you upload. You should block the name of the place you're at, and if they, because it's free advertising for those places. Come a hundred thousand percent. So we should we should pixelate it out intentionally. Yeah. And then that way, if they want more, if they want their, they pay you a little bit. Yeah. That's how the more comedians can make money. Yeah. I think you're on to something. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I guess things have really changed, you know, because I, 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 I started doing stand-up, and then when I had first started, uh, when I first started, social media had just sort of kicked in, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then over time, things were growing, and more and more people used it, et cetera. And then 2020 happened, and I feel like it hit peak absorption, you know, like where it becomes part of your life no matter what, even the regular person. 2020 really altered the the social media game when it came because all of a sudden it wasn't just albums anymore. It was like, or like sound clips or going to the clubs. It was all video, 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 video. Even look at these labels. I mean, the the YouTube now, you can make more money dropping your special. Yeah. And some comedians do. They make more money dropping their special than they do fucking doing. It's so crazy, isn't it? It's all backwards. Everything is all upside down right now. But what it is, is like with 2020, we discovered we can bypass the gatekeepers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to me, like, I think what really started, like, the online thing going, we can do that, Louis C.K., when he dropped his special, like, 12, what what was that special? Like, 12, he he had it on his website. It was five dollars. Yeah, he you could, could pay whatever you want. It yeah. was pay whatever you want. It right? was pay what, but it was like five bucks, and you could do up to five people could download it. So yeah. like you could all pitch in a buck. He yeah. didn't care, and he made a million bucks on in one day, and people just went on his website and downloaded it onto their computers, and it was like fucking bypass all the gatekeepers. Yeah. and it's like, and then in 2020, it kind of forced us to realize fuck the gatekeepers, and. You know, in 2020, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a woman of a certain age, so technology and me are very foreign, you know. And after 2020 hit, that's when I, like, sat down for, like, 14 hours a day. Go, All right, I, I'm locked down, so let's learn this shit. Yeah, but then that's a perfect example. I mean, technology does limit itself to certain people. like, And some it also there's become more of a wealth inequality because some asshole mm-hmm. who has, like, 30,000 followers who could afford to put ads out for himself or yeah, herself. Or hire people to edit it nicely. Yeah, or, or hire people to manage their social media. Yeah. This person can get so much further than you yep. because you're just a broke person. Yeah. It's really, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's and total bullshit. And we're seeing bullshit. it right in front of our eyes. These, these assholes, 
I mean, they're getting in at certain comedy clubs. Um, yeah, it's disgusting. It is. And they have larger followings. The hiccup is, but things I don't like about them specifically is that it's, they're not as good as more seasoned comedians, but admittedly, they know how to get their base fired up and come out to see them. So that's really all a, a club should care about is that they, they can, care about butts and seats. Yeah. Now, my question is, because I've seen a lot of these idiots that have big social media followings and they have no act and they come into the club. I don't see the people coming in to see them. It's very rare. Like you don't, oh. you know, like it's it's very rare to see someone sell out a club because they have a high social media following in the city. It's very rare. Well, yes. Do you no. see it? Do you see it? Depends. Okay, so when you're saying sell out a club, what do you mean? Do you mean for themselves for their monthly show? What are you talking about? I'm talking. I'm talking about anything. Like if they put their name on a like clubs will book you because you have a lot of followers, yeah. not because you're funny. That's true. Well, and hold on. They give you a chance. You still have to bring it up there a little bit. No, so, you don't. But it's more of a curb. You get more of a curb now than you did before. And a person like me who has nothing, you got to bring it every time or you get kicked off right away. Yeah. They get multiple chances. They get tons. Like, And someone like me who's been told, you're too old to play our clubs. You know, we're going for a younger demographic. Oh, you've been in the game so long and you haven't really broke big. So you're probably not going to do shit. So we're not going to give you stage. Yeah, that's literally what they think. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like we all know, all you have to do is sell something to a large enough audience. And that's mm-hmm. what making it is. Yeah, exactly. It's so stupid. It's so it ties into capitalism, too. Yeah, it's 100 percent capitalism. Yeah, it's 100 percent. It's like you guys are complaining about capitalism and all this shit. And, you know, everything's on, you know, off balance. But you guys buy right fucking into it. Yeah, but it's not just you guys. It's you know not. What? Yeah. 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 But it's not like. It's more complex than that, obviously. But it's like, just, I don't understand it because I think I'm probably I've I've aged out of that. Look at uh, look at certain. Okay, so let's take a look at albums, right? So mm-hmm. albums are one way to do it is to independently make your own albums, so which that, I have a record deal. Okay, I, yeah. yeah so with, my what, album, what do you can, have? Uh, Realize Records. Okay, so, so I, have, I have three more records I owe them. So to a listener, so let's say a listener, right? Mm-hmm. They're paying you in advance, or maybe or maybe not. And then after your album is done, they take a percentage of yeah. The they profits. recoup their they recoup their investment. investment because they what they do is now usually at that point this is where the good part of if quote unquote good part of capitalism is mm-hmm. because now that they've invested in you they want to see you come to fruition yeah. So let's say you the artist self producing you might get depressed you might think to yourself no one's gonna buy this and you don't sell it mm-hmm. they take the exact same product. And they put it on their exchange, and because of the large amount of people on their exchange, mm-hmm. it gets large followings. You can make a lot of views, a lot of money, blah, blah. They take X amount of percentage. But, you know, the people they pick not necessarily are good people. Mm-hmm. Some of them are people who are mediocre but have yep. a market to sell to. Mediocre but a family friend of the, of the person who is in charge of making those decisions. Right. Sometimes they're, fr- they're, they're like college buddies. It's a really fucked up system we have. Yeah. It is. I I 100% agree with you, a 1,000%. John Mulaney, I like him a lot, but he's one of the reasons you know his name is because he's rich. Yeah, he's a trust fund baby. His family's two fucking lawyers. Yeah, they're they're fucking fucking rich. rich. They are rich off their asses. Jimmy Fallon's family, rich. Rich. Dad's best friend was Lauren Michaels. Okay, who else? Oh, there's so many names. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it, baby dish. Uh, Okay. We we don't hide nothing on the show. I heard Michael Che's dad was an entertainment lawyer. Campbell Che. So Campbell something. 
I did not know that. Yeah, Colin, Colin Farrell first, whatever. You know, his family's fucking super rich. Right. Uh, who else? Uh, who yeah, you... Colin's family's rich. Yeah, every, Colin, I heard every single person. Colin, Jimmy, and uh, um, John were all like rich if you, if you pull up the history, the financial history of every Comedy Central percent that came out yeah. in the last couple of years, I'm willing to bet 90% of them are rich. Yeah. They 10%, are. you know, let's say... 10% chance. You know, there's a small, you know, every so often they have to let but, some But you got to remember, too, it takes money to make money. True, it's that's the old, very it's, true. It's, You're right. You're it's right. the old saying Absolutely. since I was a kid. It takes money to make but money. But then it goes back to the same bullshit, capitalism bullshit that right. you're talking about. But that's money. how the system is set up. So it's, fucked up. it's so fucked up. Also, those people are usually just friends with rich people. Well, this usually is my point. They have so someone to sell to. You have, you, you have all this money, so you have the support of your family, so you don't have to work a day job. Absolutely. You don't have to struggle or be exhausted or like have to hustle twice as hard everything's kind of handed to you you know everything's taken care of so you can focus on being a comic you know what i mean or and then those rich people all know the other rich people and they all start like buying their way in like there was i've heard you know i don't know her because i left la in 2005 and came here and i didn't really hang out with her was whitney cummings oh she rich her daddy was really good friends with barry katz and said, I will fund this if you will get my daughter a show. Oh, shit. At Aspen. Yeah. Damn. That is kind of how it works. You yeah, just like you make friends. Yeah, Barry, I, I will fund your project if you get my daughter a project. It was like your... some film he was doing at the time. Yeah, that's kind of how they, and, they and all make deals like, with I'll, each other. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, invest yeah. in your movie if you get my daughter yeah, a show. Yeah, that's 100% yeah. exactly how it works. And, you know, and honestly, if you have that, good for you. Yeah, but it's not, you know, I don't, use, look, use everything to your advantage. I don't mind. I feel like but what I want is a little maybe I want a, a chance. sticker. <laughs> you know, for you, it would just be like, this person did not earn it themselves. Asterisk. You know, when they're like, yeah, I earned it themselves. I'm a, a self-made person. Asterisk. That's it. Yeah. Little asterisk. Little asterisk. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. You 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 were born into wealth. So let's just. Yeah. Let's keep it real. Let's keep it a hundred. Yeah. Let's yeah. keep it a You're going to look, if you're going to be in charge of everything. It sucks. I can't but, do anything, but I'll be damned if you're not going to tell me you're wealthy. Yeah, and I hate when they lie about it. Oh, I was homeless, sleeping yeah. in my car, bitch. What was your car? The Four Seasons Hotel, you, you fucking know, whore? Can you block out this name in post? Well, yes. Okay, I'll, so okay. So Rachel. Uh-huh. I, I'm looking at the timestamp. Okay, Rachel Sennett. Do you know her? No. Well, she's she's a movie star now. Well, movie actor now. Okay. She's um, She was on stand-up for a little bit. She moved up because her family is richer than diamonds. Her, her like, I looked it up. She was in the, which I knew her from around the comedy scene. Mm-hmm. She was only around for like a year or two. Sure. She, and she had all these articles written about her. I'm like, how the fuck? Yeah. You hire a publicist. And yeah. Someone broke it down for me. Like, you hire a publicist. You hire a publicist. They put you the in the paper. Yeah. And you need a publicist. So anyone that wants a career in stand-up, if you can't afford a publicist, your career will go much that much higher, harder. Yeah. You need $6,000 a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, six thousand dollars. Yeah, can get you a good. I mean, a, a fair publicist. Yeah, and of course, the people that they're introducing you to have to like you and be like, okay. But that's once you pay six thousand dollars somebody, and they they don't care else, if they like you or not. They're gonna get you work because yeah. they want that money. Yeah, they basically. Don't, but they're sharks. They know how to get people yes, on TV. I know, they yeah. know how to get them heat around them. And that is, I've always told people like, I don't have the money for a PR person. I wish I did. 
Yeah, I know. You know? I feel like putting up one of those, like, GoFundMe's for, like, a million dollars. Like, right. I need good... <laughs> I need a PR. Need good PR. Or why don't we start a non-profit PR firm for uh, broke uh, comics? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> be nice. Pathetic yeah. relations is what we'll call it. Oh, I like <laughs> or that. Or poverty relations. Poverty relations sounds better. <laughs> I like that much better. What do you think? It's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a fucked up system. And it's not like, it's not like they're killing it. I see them on stage. They are not that good. No, they aren't. They aren't. No. I can, you know, I've always, I wanted to start a show uh, that says rich comic versus poor comics, but none of the poor comics, I know, none of the rich comics would show up. No, they wouldn't because they wouldn't want you to know they were rich. Yeah. Oh my God, they hate that. They don't want, they don't like to be outed. It's like, dude, no. own it. Be like, I'm, a, I make fun of it and yeah. then we'll all love you. At least Rosemary Baker had the balls to like, be like, yeah, I'm rich. Yeah. It's like, because like, where did she come from? Oh, money. Never mind. <laughs> Everybody, but whatever. Or somebody it has just, somebody rich helping them. It sucks. You know, yeah. and they don't acknowledge that. They act like paying, being able to pay. Well, I feel like there's much more talented poor people statistically because there's physically a larger number of people. Well, well think about it, too. There's a larger number of funny poor comics versus rich comics because we're hungry. We're working our asses off because we're trying to get to that next level. Yeah, I get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so rich yeah. people don't have that hunger. They don't have that strife, that that desperation to make it. They're there. It's like back in back in the day, I used to work with, open for Paul Mooney for a long time. Nice. And I came from the comedy store. So sometimes Eddie Murphy would come in and hang out and watch a show. And I, w and I asked him the first time I met him. This is back when he did Dr. Doolittle. This is how old I am, people. I'm 150 years old. And uh, I asked him, I said, when are you getting back on stage? He goes, I, I don't have the hunger. He goes, I have everything I need. I have nothing to strive for. Good point. And he goes, so I come to watch Mooney to get those juices flowing again, to get inspired. Would he do like anything at all or would he just watch? He would just watch. That's weird. Yeah, he would just, because he was like taking it in and studying. Like when he did Raw, he had Paul Mooney do 30 minutes up front before him, before he filmed that special. Why? Really? Because he wanted to work his ass off and have the best concert film oh in, 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 in the history of the oh, world. Oh, so he basically warned them up. And then, he and, he got know. Paul, got them riled up for 30 minutes, and then Eddie went out and goes, I know I got to bring it. Because Paul just went up and murdered. Now I got to top that because he wanted to work hard. If he had it too easy, it wouldn't have came out as great as Raw was. Raw was phenomenal. And remember, that was like the first big concert film of our generation to watch. You know, Richard Pryor had Live on Sunset Strip and Here and Now. He would have specials like that and, and concert films. But that was like in the 70s. And then our generation, we had Eddie Murphy. And he wanted Raw to be huge in the theaters, and it was. Was it like Square? It was like the Garden, or when did Raw get filmed? Raw was filmed on the. I think it was it DC? I forget where. Oh fuck. Yeah, I forget where. It was at a theater, and he. Crushed. Were you there? No. Oh. It was before I knew Paul Moon. Oh okay. It was before I ever did comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was before. It was way before I was ever thinking I was a part of this whole nucleus of. Comedic do you, geniuses. Do you did you ever make a lot of money on stand-up comedy or like? I've had feast and famine. You know that's oh, the way I look okay. at it. It's all or nothing. Like it's like you'll have a good year and then you'll have a shitty year, and you'll have a good year and then you'll have a shitty year. 
And it's just, it goes up and down, you know, and that's just, that's just the law of the land until. Do you, do you work a lot of clubs too or no? Just. Um, I used to work the clubs a lot here. I'm not working them anymore. I don't really give a shit about the clubs because they change so much. No, and they do. The changing of the guard with all the new bookers and all the new styles. Very annoying. They're all four-year-old kids that think they're comedians yeah. and they don't understand comedy. Yeah. And they're just generally set up to book people that have a social media following, not yeah, necessarily yeah. put on a decent show. I agree. And I didn't. I wasn't raised that way. I was raised at the comedy store. I was raised under Mitzi Shore. Yeah, but then times change. Yeah. Right? So. But it's like, but I grew up in an era of every comic on the lineup was a fucking monster. Like, kind of like the way the seller is, you know, the comedy seller here in New York City. Everybody's a monster on that stage. That's how I was raised. So when I play these clubs and these kids on these eight o'clock and 10 o'clock shows on Friday and Saturday nights, like, when I was starting out, I had to earn that spot. Like, I had to break my balls during the week and prove to Mitzi Shore that I was, you know, on the fucking weekend spots. But why does it matter? Even if you, I mean, I feel like they're still, Saturday and Friday nights, they're still working hard to get those spots. I feel like it's weekday that's more like the issue, you think? Or do you think No, weekday Friday? weekday to me is the workout. Okay. New new talent, up and coming, come and work out. That's because that's not a really a big date night. But Friday and Saturday night is date night. People get dressed up, they pay extra for the tickets as yeah. they would during the week. That's fair. Their dinner. It's like a whole event on a Saturday night. We're gonna go to the comedy club, we're gonna get dinner, we're gonna do this. It's a whole it's a whole thing. So when you're, and, and that's when all the tourists go, that's when everybody comes into the city from the outer boroughs. Like they all come into the city on Friday and Saturday nights for a night on the town. And so you're expecting like, to me, I'm expecting to see like great shows. It's New York city. This is the, the Mecca of like great comedy. You know, this is where the comics come and bust their ass and work. And if you're going to put on a new Jack who doesn't even have a, a eight minutes, of material and it's just like these people paid 25 bucks to get in and a two drink minimum and they're sitting there on a saturday night watching these new jacks when there's other comics that are yeah but those more seasoned okay yes. that you should put on those yeah, shows fine fair enough the late show put the new jacks on the late shows but like i mean they're i mean i don't know if you want to make you. money you can't put new jacks on the weekend i don't know what's in new york City. i mean but they do but and they, some of these guys do very I well about it I mean, it sucks. It just it is how it is. Yeah, I just don't play the clubs anymore because I've either aged out or they think I'm weird or offensive or I don't well, kiss ass. I don't have a big... There's 30 comedy clubs in New York City now. Yeah. And I, I don't have the social media following that they want you to have. Not all of them want that, but they do. Every single one does have those annoying like regiments to get in. It's like, do this, do that, do that. And you could just be rich and impressive booker. Yeah. yeah. If you're rich, I've seen this. If uh -huh. you're rich, you know, you have nicer clothing, you tend to have nicer things. The booker sometimes will just approach you, if anything, just because you're rich. Yeah. There's no reason other yeah. than that. <laughs> it's fucked up. It is fucked up. Do you have a hard time? Are you or they treat you well at the clubs? No, it depends on which club. I have plenty to say. What's your bad. favorite club in the city to uh, play? Uh, I don't know. I work. Uh, I work the pair right now. Okay. And then the, my favorite ever, but I haven't really performed there a lot, was the cellar. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Every, the cellar is magic. The like because the energy yeah. there, it's like funny. Like people want to laugh. Yeah, they want to laugh, and and that cellar breeds. It's like the comedy store. It breeds funny. 
like it's like this shit attracts funny and like talent and great fucking comedy. I miss the comedy store. That was my home. How did it change? Are you just I left. Down? I left. I moved here. So you get to work there when you go back? Yeah. That's fucking sick. My name's painted on the building, dude. That's fucking sick. It's been on the building for 23 years. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I know who to ask when I go back to L.A. No. Go visit family. I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> well, then how would you suggest getting a TV credit? Did you ever get one? Like, how was your process for TV credit-wise? Or Like, what did you do? Well, back then, it was like either because I was affiliated with the comedy store or, you know, I was working with Paul Mooney. Or it was something like that, or someone would see you and have you come on. But I haven't been on TV in a long time. It's been, last time I was on television was uh, Tammy Pescatelli had her show. um, I think this was the last time. I can't remember now. um, Had her television show, A Stand-Up Mother, on WeTV. And it was on after Joan Rivers. Nice. Yeah. Do you know Tammy Pescatelli? She's a headlining comic. She's amazing. She's amazing. So we're like, she's like my family. So she was in town filming an episode and she's like, and this is when I was working at Caroline's regularly with Paul Mooney and, um, which we'll call it. And, uh, so I said, just go into, uh, I go, just go into the Caroline's office. Lewis is there during the day. Lewis Veranda. I go, just go talk to him. Tell him that you're with me and Mooney and he'll probably let you do it. So boom. We filmed an episode with a fake show. We pulled in people off the streets to fill in as an audience that were filming a TV show. So just laugh. So I pretended like my 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 part on her show was I'm I'm one of the house MCs. Like I was working her show, and I said we're me and Lewis were gonna surprise her because I hadn't seen her since I moved out of California. So I was surprising her and hosting the show for her, like opening for her. Oh, it's fantastic! And that was it was fun. So we did that, and uh, but you know, it's like that was like the last club here that was really my home. Holy shit! Yeah, and now it's gone. Yeah, just temporarily, yeah. temporarily. Yeah, Caroline's now, looking for a new spot. The New York comedy. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. She's. It's just because the landlords did her dirty. Yeah, I heard they fucking raised the rent like a shit ton. Uh, over doubled it. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, and she goes, I can't afford that. Like, oh, of like, course. This is this is a comedy club. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we ain't balling. Yeah, I'm not sure if you know what attendance yeah. looks like. It was exactly. only like barely like yeah. Yeah, we're lucky we get enough drinks to keep the lights on, lady. Totally. So the- yeah, so now it's a ping pong place called Spin. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I can't. That's so weird. It's so creepy. I heard LOL Saranda. was the last one in the area, I guess. Probably. Oh, LOL, and then they got, you know, Broadway Comedy Club. Broadway, Broadway, yeah. But, I, feel uh, like, I always thought they were more off-center. You know, I feel like Times oh, Square. Yeah. <laughs> like, Caroline's was one of the few Times Square. Well, it was a true Times Square, and it was also a contracted-in club. You know, it was like headliners. You know, it was, a, yeah, it was no, an I-9 I club. No, I-9? I it wasn't like, you know, like independent contract. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, you get, you know, you book a weekend there. Like a W-9, right? Yeah. Okay. I would call it I-9. Whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so, yeah, you... But, were... yeah, so, like, the headliners would do Thursday through Sunday. And they rarely did showcase shows, but towards the end, they did because, yeah. you know, they were desperate. And that's when newer comics are going in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I play the Grizzly Pair a lot. I haven't been there since like last month but i i i miss the old uh the old ways of the pair like the village with who used to run it why are you looking at me like i have three heads oh yeah okay. <laughs> i was like what oh yeah duh i miss kenny and gabe of course you know those yeah. you know they i miss them too. i mean honestly i like working with them also you know it's just uh-huh. like and also it was uh 
it was very fast, you know. But then it's also things do change. Yeah. Which it kind of sucks. Yeah. People get greedy and what things change. Oh, we'll just leave it at that. People get greedy and then they change things. Oh. Yeah. Scandal. Scandalous. Yes. Okay. Big scandal. So, but that's the way. That's usually what happens and then it bites them in the ass, but whatever. I mean, let's see. Yeah, it's I don't I don't really care. I can I, I can tell you, you maybe off the record, but like there are tons of like places that like have trouble paying their performers. Yeah. Or forget to pay them. Yeah. Or pretend that they didn't say they were gonna pay you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's standard. There's, there's one club that well, I shouldn't say this. Say it, say it, no, say no, it. No, I can't say it on the... On... Well, don't say the club name. Just say what they do. Okay. And you can tell me off record. I'll tell you off record. Okay. So what... what... No, I'll tell you the story off record. No, tell the story, no, but just don't you, name the names. Figure, it's the only club that does this, so they can figure it out. Oh. Oh, That's I know why. what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Never mind. I just no. whispered to him, and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although that club has their own problems, too. Yeah, they all have problems. Yeah, it's so, so weird. I'm just, I just kind of got sick of the whole... You know, all the bullshit politics. Because I'm a female comic, too, so it's a lot different for me no, I than it that. is for men comics. Absolutely. I agree. I and agree. I'm a, also a 52-year-old female comic. Oh, my so, God. So you I look get, younger than me, you know? Right? You gotta, oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, God, I love you. You're so fun. As we wrap it up here, I'm just... Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, if you guys, you want to check out Daniel, uh, you want to come see us in Newark, New Jersey at the Comedy Diner, mm-hmm. August 4th and 5th. At uh, doors open at eight, shows at eight thirty. Come Hell on yeah, out, plug. It's gonna be so much fun, and you guys can see what I see with the with him, and I I really enjoy his comedy, and I don't like anybody. Oh, nice. Ask my friends. No, they I they it. I hate everybody. I really fucking hate people, and I think they all suck. But I really enjoy watching what kind of, you. What kind of room is the comedy diner? What kind of a room? It's a yeah. room with four walls and chairs. Thick. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a BYOB club. It, oh, it, neat. It, what it was, it used to be a diner. Yeah. And then uh, John G. and Jim Madrinos. Jim Madrinos is an old friend of mine when I, I know started. Jim Madrinos. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know his history? No. Jim Madrinos came up under Sam Kinison. Oh, sick. So he's one of Kinison's kids. And he was 15 years old when he got when he started comedy. Oh, and Sam took him under his wing, would take him on the road. Sam would sleep on his couch when his, him and his mom lived on the Upper East Side here. And he'd play Dangerfields. He'd crash out on the couch. Holy uh, shit. Madrinos has the best stories. And uh, he'll be on the show here in a couple weeks. And uh, That's fantastic. Yeah, so him and John took over this diner and they remodeled it and made it a comedy club. But it's still a diner, and they don't have a liquor license, so they but they can do BYOB. So it's all like great food, and people bring in liquor, and it's so much fun. It is a rowdy crowd, and they are so fun. I have the best shows there. Oh, I'm excited. It's really fun, yep. and um, but uh, so I like to wrap up the show with uh, a couple questions, and one of my favorite things to ask a comic is: Is there a bit that a comedian has done? That you went, motherfucker, that is brilliant. I oh, wish yeah. I had written that. Well, yes, yeah. There's there's tons of them. I heard actually Rich Voss this weekend. I love Rich Voss. Special. I was having made his taping. Oh, you went? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. So uh, he said something that I, I'd never heard before, and I was like, oh, fuck, that's so funny. It destroyed. I'm not sure if we can retell it. You can tell it. You're, okay. We're paying homage to Rich Voss. Okay, cool. We love so Rich, Rich here. Voss is, he said he was on stage, and he was like, oh, I was, I was in Columbus uh, recently. That place is great if you're a bullet. 
You never heard that joke before? Never. Okay, that's an old joke. Oh, really? Fuck. Yeah, it's an old hack joke from the 80s. Are you serious? Oh, Rich. He probably told it really funny, though. He did. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's an old joke oh, about fuck. South Central L.A. It's a great place to grow up if you're a bullet. They'd say it about the Bronx. You know, Compton. Oh, fuck. Yeah, That's yeah. the first time I ever heard that joke. Oh, well, it's Isn't new to you. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, it was, was new to you. Me and the entire room blew, destroyed. Yeah, because it's a great stock line. Oh, fuck. It's a killer stock. Barry Diamond used to do that joke in the 90s. Barry Diamond uh, as a comic that no one that's listening to the show has probably ever heard of. If you want to look up Barry Diamond, he was one of the funniest guys, old guys from the 80s at the comedy store. Do you and know you, Rich Boss? And you, yeah, I love Richie. And uh, Barry Diamond was in Bachelor Party. He played the crazy guy in Bachelor Party of the buddies of Tom Hanks. You know, about sex and women. He was the crazy one. Uh, but Rich Voss, I fucking love Rich Voss. Yeah. He is hilarious. He was so fucking, he destroyed. Oh, he murders. Everywhere he goes, he murders. Oh, there's, there's But I love one. that the one thing he said was something that's totally stock so that funny. you loved. And there's another one that. Uh, there's a reason for stock jokes. They work. Yeah, they work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's also that Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like, Oh, Mitch Hedberg if, was the best. If rabbits, uh, if carrots had liquor, rabbits would be fucked up or something like that. That was another funny one. <laughs> it was so stupid. Yeah. It was so easy. I I got a candle and I didn't have a candle holder, so I went to the yeah, grocery yeah, store and yeah. bought a cake. <laughs> yeah, Genius! Yeah, like yeah, who would yeah. feel like he so he was the best? Yeah. I'm now good. my other favorite thing to ask somebody: What is your favorite street joke? Oh, we all one, have them. This one I like. Okay. Uh, mine's uh, was uh, I think it was uh, it was a guy a guy goes in with a giraffe to a bar and mm-hmm. they're getting drunk and they're wasted and the giraffe. And, Blackout drunk, and he knocks on the floor. The guy starts to leave, and the bartender yells at him, uh, Hey, you can't leave that lying there. And he's like, It's not a lie, it's a giraffe. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> it's so bad, it's great. I thought it was cool. I, I, <laughs> That's not I, a lion, it's a giraffe. Cute. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, it's adorable. See, I tell horrible things. <laughs> anyway, come see us August 4th. Yes, and uh, Daniel, tell everybody listening where they can find you on the social. Social media, Daniel J. Parafin. Find me. I'm on uh, Instagram. Okay, perfect. Mostly there. And uh, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and share this show. And uh, I love you guys so much. Thanks for listening. And I will yell at you guys next week. Yeah. Deuces.